let's start the show. It's a Pickle Power Podcast show. Let's go to the show. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Pickle Power Podcast. I am Pickles. Welcome back to the only show that is worse than me as a person. I discovered some things about myself this week on Facebook. As um, the frequent listeners of the show will know, I had Facebook fights going with several different gentlemen, and I have failed, and they have won. I started writing jokes on the internet to know, to, you know, make people laugh during the election, and I think I did a damn good job of it. Just me, by myself, thinking that as my own personal reviewer. It's probably garbage for everybody else. But I had fun, and I think I got some, some yucks. But I've become an internet troll. There's no other way around it. I'm a complete piece of shit. And I hate myself for it. So, I was trying to get that guy to stop sharing memes that he finds on the internet and then post them as his own writings. And that guy won this week. He beat me. He's better at Facebook than me. My dad is also sharing racist memes again, so good for him. I'm, I'm done trying to stop that. It's a whole other thing. Sharing Confederate flag memes and... <sighs> fucking bullshit. Anyways, let's go into the story about my arch enemy on Facebook. My rival. This some bitch. It goes way back. Way back. Before I got blocked from the internet. And I don't know if I've ever told the story of how I got blocked from Facebook on this podcast yet. But we'll save that one for a later date. But back in the original, the OG Pickle Power page, during the election, the shitty fucking election that got Trump where he is today, I used to write lots of jokes, try to make people feel bad, or not feel bad, feel good. (laughs) The opposite of bad. Because there's so many Facebook fights. Everywhere I turned... It was brother on brother, sister on scissor, scissor on scissors, sister sitting on scissors. It was an all-out war on Facebook. Fathers and sons, mothers and daughters, all insulting each other for no reason in the comment section. It was a terrible time to be on the internet. Spickle Pirate comes in with some dick and fart jokes, tries to lighten up the mood. And I thought I had some good jokes, but there's always this other guy. For the, I don't want him to sue me. I think he's a lawyer or some shit in real life, so. We'll call him Kneeling Matt. Because it sounds like he's giving somebody a blowjob. And that's funny to me. So this guy, Kneeling Matt, he's always posting jokes too, and I'm like, oh, this guy gets it. Like, we're brothers in this fight. We're just making stupid ass jokes on the internet. Making people's days. Come to find out. I see a lot of his jokes on Instagram and Twitter and other memes that get shared. And I was like, oh, this motherfucker is just sharing memes without actually sharing memes. What a piece of shit. And I let it go for a while. 
And then some of his other friends started commenting on it. And I was like, okay, I'm not the only one that thinks he's a piece of shit. So I started posting the memes that he stole under his statuses. And I mean, they were really easy to do. You just copy it from his wall, paste it into Google. First thing that came up was the meme he stole. Copy, paste back onto his wall. Took like three seconds out of my day. This guy got very butthurt. And he stopped for a while, and I've mentioned that. And that was a great period. I felt very successful, again, like I was winning Facebook. But he went back at it this week, sharing memes, stealing memes, like they were his own works of art, son of a bitch. So I did it again. I copied memes off the Google search, posted it on his comment section so people could know that he's not that original. I did that a couple times, he got butt hurt. And then he shared some like really common expression, I forget what it was, but I've heard it before everywhere. It's like something old people say. It's a old, I don't know what you call those. I can't think of it right now. Anyways, somebody made it into a meme, so I posted that there. And that's when kneeling Matt, he got real butt hurt. He went off. But I was ruining his life and blah, 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 blah. And his mom got involved trying to defend her son. Keep in mind, the only person that came to kneeling Matt's aid was his kneeling mom. I forget her name. Well, I know her name, but I'm not going to mention it here because I'm a gentleman, even though I trashed his mom on Facebook. I found a meme. We'll call her Doris, kneeling Doris. That said, thanks for the blowjob, Doris. It was fantastic. I posted that there. They both got hot and bothered. And they kept deleting my comments because it was on his wall. So I couldn't even defend myself because my comments were getting deleted. So I just screenshot them some bitches. So I screenshot them, posted them on my wall. He didn't think that was very funny. So then he went through my hilarious jokes that I've come up with and started posting them as if they were his own. And I was like, that's enough. You've gone too far, kneeling Matt. You got a whole mouthful of dick right now, and I'm pissed off. <clears throat> so, I made up my own kneeling Matt memes. I don't know if anybody's ever seen those memes where they take, like, gay porn stars, and they're like, when you stub your toe, but your friend's there to help, and it's just a couple of gay porn stars having sex, I'll put them on my website just so you guys can see what I'm talking about here. I won't put them on Facebook, though, but that's part of the story. So I Photoshopped kneeling Matt's head onto these gay porn stars. And I posted them in the comment section. And I kept them up, I don't know, while I took a shower. It was like a half hour. I kept them up on the internet. It was like 10 o'clock at night my time. And while I was in the shower, I was like, it's not worth it. You're going to get blocked from Facebook again. You're going to have to make another Facebook page. You're going to have to figure out another RSS fucking bullshit feed for your website to connect it to Facebook. And that's a lot of work and a lot of acronyms. And ain't nobody got time to deal with that shit. So it's a bigger man. And I took down my names and I just blocked him. Blocked Kneeling Matt. I think that means he wins because I blocked him first. My arch enemy has won. 
the Facebook fight of 2018. And I'm disappointed in myself because I've become the thing that I hated. When I started posting my, my pickle pirate jokes, it was to make people laugh. And then I just became an internet troll. Uh, but at least I don't suck as much dick as kneeling Matt. But it got me thinking about the internet as a whole. Also today, I brought a glass of Arnold Palmer because I've been doing these and my mouth gets dry and I just keep going and then I sound like I smoke seven cigarette cigarettes by the end of the fucking show. I realize I can just bring a glass of water with me, but I chose Arnold Palmer because it's delicious. So please give me some money for saying your name. <clears throat> Anyways, so my recent Facebook fight with Kneeling Matt, I've decided, I've been thinking a lot about the internet and myself, and decided that I'm just a big fucking narcissist and only cares about himself. I just thought I was the funniest guy in the room, and the room happened to be Facebook. And I feel like that's how everybody uses social media. And just a bunch of fucking narcissists talking about themselves all the time. From fucking girls who think they're models, who just met some creepy guy on the internet that wants to take half-naked pictures of them so they think they can start a modeling company. To the guys at Gold Gym, you know, just flexing their biceps, thinking they're all that. To Donald Trump doing whatever the fuck he's doing with his life. Goddamn narcissist in chief. Just pulling shit out of his ass. But I think that's what the internet has done to a lot of people with social media. Like, and like the Kardashians, they don't really have any skills other than being completely self centered. I feel like that's their only skill in life. Yet they've turned it into a whole brand. They make millions selling ass cream and face ointment and. I don't know, all that Kardashian shit. It's weird to think about. The internet was designed to bring people together, but really all it is is a platform for people to scream their narcissism into a giant hallway and hope somebody pays attention to them. That's just Pickle Pirate's opinion on the internet at large as of this week, myself included with that throwing my own narcissistic voice down a big fucking hallway, hoping somebody answers back. Anyways, how's everybody else doing? What's going on in the world? This is my Facebook update for the week. <clears throat> so, in light of all this, I'm going back to what I designed this website for. It's just for the story. So, I gotta get rolling on that. Not just do this podcast every week, but I gotta get that one out every week. It's just been a bitch trying to plan weddings and work and go to the gym. And I have a dog who wants attention. She's a needy son of a bitch. But anyways, on last week's episode, I talked about the plan for this week's episode where I was gonna pitch a story, I believe. A video game story. And some of you might get this sooner than others. And also on the website, I wrote this thing about how 
I think the future of film is going to be this whole transition thing where it's like a movie, TV series, back to a big movie, and you tell one big epic story like that. So I'm going to combine all those things, and I'm going to tell a story right now. I'm going to pitch you an idea, and if anybody has any money, I'll sell it to you real cheap because I'm broke as fuck. Somebody's got to pay for this goddamn map book. Certainly ain't Lulu. She's not pulling her weight around here. She's cute as fuck. I bet if I put her out on the street corner, she'd get a couple biscuits. Yeah, she's worth a couple biscuits. She'd get some greyhounds up in here, though. Tear her ass apart. <laughs> okay, so. Movie starts off. This, this 10-year-old boy. Green tunic. Wooden shield on his back. Climbing up the inside of a tree. There's this little fairy on his over his shoulder, whispering advice to him. And the kid's like, are you sure this is the right way to do this? Fairy's like, oh yeah, this is, this is gonna be the only way to break through that spider web. You're gonna have to get up real high. Kid's like, okay. So he keeps climbing. And at the top, well not at the top, but halfway up this tree, there's a branch growing inside with a torch next to it. Kid pulls himself up onto this branch. The fairy's like, you're going to need that torch. Kid's like, I don't think jumping off high distances with a torch is a good idea. The fairy's like, nope, trust me on this one. It's the only way you're going to get through it. Kid shrugs his shoulder, says, okay, and picks the torch up. And he precariously walks out on this tree limb, trying to keep his balance with a torch in one hand, shield on his back. And he looks down, and he's in the middle of a giant tree. And at the bottom is a giant spider web covering a hole in the floor. And he's easily like 300 feet up and he's really tired from the climb. And the fairy's like, it's gonna be really easy. Just just drop down, just land right in the middle of that spider web. And the kid's like, I don't, I don't think this is a good idea to jump off five places with a, with a torch. So the fairy pushes him and the kid falls all the way down, lands in the middle of a spider web and fucking freaks out like you do whenever you run into a spider web in the woods. The fire go everywhere. It catches on fire. Kid falls down into a pond. Keeps falling. Where was I? Yeah, so the kid falls down the hole, keeps falling, keeps falling, and then lands in a giant pond. And the very tip of his toe hits a switch. And he can hear a clock start ticking. And the fairy's like, you gotta get up, you gotta get up. Drags the kid out of the water. He's like, you see that big brick over there? You gotta push it under the gate real quick. Kid finally surfaces. He's in a giant pool. There's a giant rock in front of him with a moon, crescent moon on it. And there's a gate, the only way out of the room that the boy can see. And the gate's slowly ticking down each time. Kid's like, how the hell am I supposed to move that? Things like three times my size. And the fairy and the boy both try to push on the gate, but the gate's... Does it make sense? Why would they push on the gate? The fairy and the kid both push on the rock as hard as they can, but it doesn't budge. So the kid says, fuck this, and he goes and he rolls under the gate just as it's about to close, and the fairy follows him through the hole in the gate. And the kid realizes he drops his shield, 
and he's about to reach his hand under to grab it, but the fairy pulls his hand back, and the gate closes. And then she's just like, you can just reach through the gate and grab the shield now. Kid grabs the shield. And they continue on to the next room. And in the next room, there's three Dooku's. I kind of gave it away right there. Well, I mean, anybody that knows what a Dooku is knew what I was talking about before we got here. But anyways, so he gets in the room, and there's two Dooku's, which is these things that pop out of the ground and shoots nuts at him. So he takes his shield, and the fairy's like, oh, hold on, hold on. You got to get him in the right order. And the real Dooku's about it. Kid's like, what do you mean? I forget exactly the order. But you gotta do it in the right order or they won't open the door for you. This kid's like, fuck this. So he just takes out his sword and he just stabs both of them in the face. Nah, that'd be a dick move. It's supposed to be for kids. He can't just stab Dooku's. Anyways, there's an order to it. The fairy and the kid work it out. I should have wrote this all down a little better, but you get the idea. Anyways, they figure that shit out, and they go into the next room, where this big fucking spider with this big pussy sack on its back comes down out of the wall, and all the kids got his shield and his boomerang, and there's torches around the outside of this thing so that they can see what's going on. So this big spider comes down and starts attacking the kid. The kid's rolling out of the way, left foot and right, trying to shoot his boomerang at this pus axe on the back, but it can't break through. So the fairy's like, grab the torches and stick it into the pus axe. So this kid's dodging around, rolls over the wall, grabs these torches, starts sticking them into the pus axe on the spider. Each time he does it, it freaks out and runs up to the top of the ceiling where the kid can't get at it. Just lowers down its one eye to see if the kid's there and he has to hit it with his fucking boomerang. So it comes back down, back and forth. This goes on for a while. It's pretty epic, more epic than my voice can describe with the words. But it's a good time at a movie theater. And eventually the kid kills a spider. And then a magic door opens up and the kid's allowed to leave. And the fairy and the kid then talk to this giant tree that he was inside the whole time. Tree explains that Link is ready to leave. He's passed the final test of his training and he has to go save Hyrule. Thus starts the Legend of Zelda movie. That's good. Not like that shitty cartoon. Dun dun dun. That sounded way cooler in my head than it did when I said it out loud in a podcast. Anyway, so the movie continues. So basically, it's going to be the Ocarina of Time, if you can't tell by that opening. But switch up the orders. Have them go to, like, that giant fish thing or whatever first. Well, no, after... Okay, so after he does the tree, he's going to go to the capital of Hyrule. I can't think of the name of it right now. But meet Princess Zelda, who's also, like, 10 years old. She explains Ganon to him, blah, 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 and how he has to get the other two crystals to open up the Temple of Time. 
So he goes to the water place, gets sucked into that giant fish, saves the girl. They give him the water crystal thing. She's crazy in love with him. Keep that. That's always good. Then the last one is go to the Goron thing and have him. It's just like a big fire temple thing. And I'm going to rip off everything from Temple of Doom. Make it as much like Indiana Jones as I could. Because I think those dungeon scenes mixed with Legends of Zelda would be fucking money. <clears throat> so, yeah. So, for the last one, he goes to, like, this Temple of Fire thing. And there's those fucking monsters that throw bombs at him. He's tossing bombs back. I don't know. There should be some precarious bridges and stuff like Temple of Doom that he's got to walk across. Just like in the that Goron temple you do at Ocarina of Time and shit and throw bombs in the right way. I'm throw bombs and shit all around with puzzles. If I actually took the time to write it, it would be way better. I'm just trying to skip to the series part of my pitch. So anyways, there's another big boss fight there. So two boss fights, really. In the movie. He just rescues the girl from the big fish. But anyways, that whole fire temple thing's cool. I'll make it cool when I have time to write it. Anyways, okay, so he gets all three crystals, and he goes to head back to Princess Zelda. But same thing as Ocarina of Time. When he gets there, Ganon's running away with her. So she just fucking throws the Ocarina of Time at him. And he's got all the fucking three crystals. So he goes to the temple, plays the song, and opens up the gate. And that's how the first movie ends. Well, not right there. Anyways, so Link steps inside. This is where it gets, this is where it gets good. I think people will like it. I would like it. <clears throat> so he walks inside. Inside... The Temple of Time. There's seven doorways, and he walks into one, and there's seven other doorways. And then in the middle is like an old fucking ragtag link. And this old link explains that there's seven different dimensions of Hyrule, and that he's the seventh link. To reach the Temple of Time. And the old one that he's talking to was the first link from his timeline to get into the Temple of Time. And he explains that all seven links are going to have to work together to defeat Ganon. And inside each and every door, there's different links. And all seven links have to work together in each one's dimension to fucking beat Ganon. So, if that makes any sense, that's the pitch. Because then you can have, like, seven seasons. Each one ends with a movie. Oh, shit. The part I left out. It's a big deal. So, in the movie, kind of like the video game, like, well, not like the video game, but stuff's just gonna, like, randomly appear to help Link on his way and Link's gonna like sense that it's there or whatever like hmm <laughs> maybe not have 
I don't know, things he needs. You know, like when you play Legend of Zelda, you need a specific item to get through that specific temple. Whenever Link would run into like a problem in that in the movie, have the item like appear or like be hidden somewhere and him like sense it out. And it's the eldest Link trying to help all the Links get to the temple at time so that all seven Links can help each other out. Yeah. So. That's what's up. I wanted to do this one with Dr. Deej. So we could write this whole thing. And it would be hilarious. And really good. I'd have to know more about the whole timeline of the links but anyways so yeah so you get into like tv shows and all the links are like helping each other out and it all ends each season ends with a movie of them trying to fight ganon but ganon beats them and runs away or doesn't beat them they can never quite beat ganon uh, well no okay they kill ganon in the first and so like they do the tv show with like three links trying to help each other out to kill Ganon and they kill Ganon but Ganon becomes like a Poe at the end of it when they kill him and the Poe is going to explain to the links that are there that there's also seven Ganons who also have access to a different temple of time and all the Ganons are working to stop all the links so then you get into season two with one dead Ganon and all seven links, and they have to, like, I don't know, collect shit, because that's what you do in Legend of Zelda, collect more crystals and temples and shit to stop Ganons from doing things. Hmm. That's what I think would work really good as a TV show slash movie thing. End of a good video game movie. Yeah, because you could have, like, each dimension of the links be, like, a different... Legend of Zelda game. Like, one can just be Majora's Mask, where you have three days and you have to go back in time. You have to go back. Like, one season can be spent there. Like, you have three days before you have to go back to the Temple of Time and reset it, or else, like, the moon crashes into the Earth. So you only have three days in that dimension. And that could be Majora's Mask. You can have another one where it's, like, completely flooded. And you can do that whole... Whatever Zelda that is with the boat, the really cartoony one. <laughs> yeah, but each link would have like different skills. Like the seventh link would be the little link. He'd be like the kid that could crawl through holes. But then each one, like there's like water link from that fucking, what's like wind waver or something? Anyways, he's real good with boats. That's his skill. Then, like, the oldest one is real frail, but he's the one that knows the most about all the dimensions because he spent his whole life traveling all seven dimensions. But he doesn't really fight anymore. He just kind of hangs out in the Temple of Time, I guess. He'd be more like Zoron. He just hangs out there. Hmm. I've been thinking a lot about this. And I think somebody should give me a lot of money to write it and make it good. Yeah, especially like that would be sweet when that the second movie when they kill Ganon and he becomes a Poe and he's just like, oh, just kidding. There's still six more Ganons, 
And like they intentionally sacrificed that one Ganon because he was the weakest. I don't know. It could be good. Maybe other dimensions. What other dimensions could you do? Like Twilight Princess, where like one of the one of the links could be like a werewolf or something. Like Twilight Princess, that would be fucking sweet. I don't even know. Yeah, I think that would be pretty good. And I think somebody should pay me money. Maybe Arnold Palmer will pay me money for saying his name on this podcast and uh, coming up with dumb ideas for TV shows. Anyways, I think that'll be this week's episode. That's me yelling my narcissistic cry into the giant void that is the internet where seven people pay attention and might have gotten a giggle out of this. Feel free to like, subscribe, give us 10 stars and all that good stuff on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. I still haven't figured out how to get on Spotify. Maybe I should do that. Spotify is hard. Kneeling Matt can take seven dicks to the face. My arch enemy, the literal cocksucker, Kneeling Matt. Yeah, anyways, check us out on Facebook, Pickle Power Publishing, website, picklepowerpublishing.com. Tell your mom, tell your wife, tell your dog. Dogs have Twitter now. I have Twitter now. Pickled underscore pirate. I'm on the Instagrams. I'm going to share some gay porn memes on my website so everybody knows what I'm talking about. Maybe I'll make a grinder account. Because why not? I'm striking out with the women. I bet fucking kneeling Matt knows how to suck a dick or two. Okay. Send me an email. Picklepirate at picklepiratepublishing.com Football's back. That's cool. Tom Brady finally beat the Eagles. I wish he did that last time he played the Eagles. And on that note, folks... I'll catch all you motherfuckers next week. Same pickle time. Same pickle channel. Peace out, homies.